0: Hi,
1: I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, a sixth event podcast, video event one shots, and an additional video D&D campaign. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows and vote on the way their stories will progress. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1 and there's great value for you at even that level. So please join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dumb Dumbs and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god part, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Today.
2: Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of Blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. Ah, ah, ah. Having escaped the sewers, the Coterie have stumbled into a series of escalation problems. Avery discovered that Emily turned into a werewolf and killed Dr. Skull. Ridley heard back from Chonky that the bear boys are being held hostage by the pop star the Satin Prince. And Iris has become a fugitive for her part in killing Gordon Stevenson. Things are getting tricky for our coterie. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here.
3: So, Iris, things aren't going so great. Your Emily's missing. Your best friend in the whole wide world, Dr. Skull, is dead. Uh, You've been uh, accused on national television of murdering Gordon Stevenson, which admittedly is true, but you didn't necessarily want anyone to know.
0: Hey, I didn't murder him. I let other people do it.
3: Then she ate him with us. Fair enough. I mean, look... uh, (laughs) The news media isn't great about details.
1: There's no blood on her hands. It's all in her mouth. And in the the syrup. Um, But over and above all of that,
3: you are faced with yet another huge dilemma. A makeover engineered by our boy Ridley. So let's talk about what the result of this uh, disguise makeover is. Uh, if you recall the end of last session, uh, it was determined that in order to keep the, the, the police off your tail, okay. that Ridley would give you a makeover. The second such makeover he has given you. Uh, we described it a bit like the uh, makeup gun from The Simpsons or a clown, uh, in that he's good yeah. at the dressing, but not necessarily the makeups. Um, so, um, Ryan... What celebrity do you think you're making Iris look like? And Iris, what celebrity did he actually make you look like? Ryan, you go first.
1: All right. I think he's dealt with a lot of like drag makeup more than anything else. Like a lot of like extreme makeup. So he tried to do that, but tone it down. So we're going for like a classy, but in drag, RuPaul. Okay.
3: All right. Um, Miles, what did you actually end up looking like?
0: Nicole Richie, a la The Simple Life.
3: Yeah, it's a good Damn, pull. Damn, that is a good pull. Uh, also, that's a pretty good disguise for Iris. I feel like that is not the expected look uh, for an Iris done. Um, so he does that with your makeup. Um, Iris, based on the clothing you you presumably have um, stowed here, we will also say that, well, I guess, no, because your apartment would be watched now. So... Um, Based on the clothing available to you from what exists of Everett's wardrobe, Ridley's wardrobe, the clothes you've stashed here, anything uh, TJ might have around, and or just the lost and found department, what do you think you're wearing now?
0: Well, I mean, if I'm looking like Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie, it's probably like I found a pair of jeans and they've now been fashioned into a really gross jean skirt And taken a plaid shirt and made it into one of those, like, kerchief tops. so
3: we're going, like, full The Simple Life. Ah. Wow. Damn. All right. Very good.
1: Um, Right. We said that there was an outfit that was, like, a lumberjack thing from Emily's. So we'll just – you did some amazing work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: Great. So, yeah.
0: Like, a little classier version of someone who would hang out in a dive bar.
3: Yeah, I think uh, TJ is like, I don't know that you're going to be able to make anything out of these clothes. And then you come back out, he's like, touche. <laughs> Are you sure you don't work here? You look like Lurleen. Who's Lurleen? Oh, she used to work here. She looks like that. And he just points at Iris. He's like, but, you know, not not as good.
0: Well, I guess that's my name now.
1: It's nice to meet you, Lurleen. Uh, you didn't tell anybody you were hanging around with us, right? Do we all need fake names? I don't know what you told the
4: hotel or whatever you lived at.
0: No, no one. Do you think I'd tell any, anybody else about you guys?
4: No, not, not especially.
0: Exactly. Thank you.
3: I like that that could either be a compliment or
4: it is wanted also. to cover the
3: bases
1: in case. Cool. Yeah, what a professionally respectful thing to do. I appreciate you.
0: You're welcome. You're very welcome
1: um
3: okay great so having um sufficiently lurleaned up iris um the uh the three of you are left with a dilemma um uh everett i'm gonna say during the makeover um you've been doing some investigation now i know you hate making these rolls because you're not very good at them yeah and it really it, you know <laughs> it's like iris shooting investigation a gun. dive <laughs> yeah so if you could roll me that i'm real
4: sorry i'm just an uninspired storyteller all right. Investigation uh, wits or intelligence—is the difference between seven or eight dice?
3: Um, I would say uh, this is you just doing like internet searches, trying to suss out information from the bar. So
0: wits, then from the yeah, I think
3: wits. Yeah, it's not really something you can just sit and have a think about.
4: I need to determine which one's going to be my hunger die. You. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right. Man, this is what I talked about before. Two successes. <laughs> How many Fucking dice abysmal. did
3: you roll there, Tyler?
4: Oh, no, sorry. The zero is a, counts as a ten on this one. That's my yep. bad. Uh, eight dice three successes all right okay um, and uh, a crit fail on the hunger die was that a ten it, or a one it's a one yeah so I don't so think it not a anything. fun one no. just a regular yeah. failed dice
3: um okay um wicked um so um you find uh, so basically um as they're they're're leaning up um Uh, Iris, uh, Everett, you set out to basically determine what the deal with the Satin Prince is. Um, You remember, uh, because I think of the three of you, your brain's pretty good for just like catching details. Um, And you recall that um, the Satin Prince was set to do a run of shows here in Montreal. Um, But I think that would also suggest to you as someone who has experience tracking people who leave, um, that there might actually be a time limit on, on this situation, given that if he's in town for... Uh, One more day, as is in fact the case, um, you might have a much more limited window to recover the bear boys. So obviously the two biggest concerns for the coterie right now, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I would suggest uh, the two biggest concerns right now are Emily and the bear boys. Uh, Emily, I think, takes a secondary position only because you don't have any leads other than the... uh, the Bouchard brothers, but you'd have to go pretty far out of town to, to find them. Also, you are currently missing your muscle, uh, which is a big fucking problem. Um, given that the orphans are back on your trail. So is that a fair assumption? Um, your other kind of ongoing concerns, um, you have, uh, the fact that the Bouchard brothers gave you something that seemed to do this to Emily. Um, you also have uh, the upcoming Elysium, which isn't uh, for another few evenings, um, but is a is a a thing that exists. Um, can you obviously can the you children of be- Elysium
4: is, hmm? is yeah. Again? So
3: Elysium is the party that Iris was invited to. The coterie wouldn't
4: uh, actually. She gave away our DJ for invites. <laughs> yeah, right. That other vampire lady. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I gave okay. away
3: DJ Miller, um, the greatest of all NPC characters. Um...
1: Mm-hmm. r.i.p dr skull <laughs> it's a title that'll change hands in the future
0: breathe through it tyler breathe through it <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. um
3: so um you've got uh, you've got those situations going you've got the children of batista um, obviously, you have the weird monsters in the sewers. Um, you are aware of the whale and the spider, but you're not really sure what their deal is yet, as well as the mysterious woman who led the monsters away. So you've got some kind of open cases. Um,
1: yeah, but
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, um, but uh we've got to deal with these just one at a time. If we've got a time limit, we go get the bear boys because they'll protect the neighborhood and they'll help us hunt if we need to bring in a werewolf alive. Alive. Want to be clear? if we've got more of them alive is more likely because we've got this bad habit of opening up werewolves and eating their insides, which we don't want to do with Emily. Also, I feel like having a whole gang will help us hunt, you know, Bouchards in the woods to be like, what the fuck did you sell us?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and ultimately from what I saw at the hospital, looks like Emily can, uh, take care of herself at least for now. And, uh, This satin prince, I mean, he's leaving town soon, so there's kind of a time limit there. I agree. Yeah,
1: right now, Emily's more of a danger
4: to others as opposed to a danger to herself. Are you gonna be able to focus on what needs to be done with Emily out there, Iris?
0: Yeah, I just feel so bad, because she's such a pacifist.
4: Right, well, that's good to know.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes people change after long times in the hospital. I had a friend who got hit in the head with a brick, and then he was nuts.
4: Yeah, people can change into wolves. Yeah, He he
1: thought his mum was a cat, much more armless. No doctors died, but it was fucking weird.
0: But yeah, I agree. Emily could take care of herself right now.
1: Um, Also, Harvey,
3: also a concern. Uh, However, he is definitely in the throes of of um, the embrace. Uh, and uh, at this point, like, uh, TJ Malone knows He knows he everything. He knows the deal. So I like, feel like, like TJ knew everything. <laughs> I wasn't. Yeah, no, I, I feel like. We T. just started a cab company. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, like, TJ throwing uh, cuts of meat downstairs isn't uh, outside the realm. Uh, obviously, that's not an ideal meal for a vamp, but,
1: uh,
0: you know. Um, but weird Weird question.
1: I had to drain uh, Harvey to turn him into a vampire. What did that do to my hunger? Because I was very hungry beforehand. Uh, That would slake your thirst. Dope. Because you basically drained
3: him to nothing. And then, granted, you fed him. So let's say you have one hunger just to account for... I can't fucking imagine that the embrace is like a non-exhausting process.
1: Yeah, I think one hunger is totally
3: reasonable. Sold. Right, Cool. Uh, And refresh my memory. Where is everyone at with hunger right now? Um, I have one day. One? I have one. One all around. One's all around. Fantastic. It's like a brand new night. Um, Great. So, um, excellent. With that in mind, um, Everett, you have uh, spent your time... um, Doing a rough search, uh, you've discovered that uh, the Satin Prince has um, a it, – it, sorry, this is bad storyteller on my part. Um, this was the beginning of an evening, right? You'd arrived
1: um, – We went the- to the hospital, I think, and then went so to still, Emily's. Yeah, still, still early. Yeah, it's early in the Like night. midnight-ish probably if we right. got picked up at like one from the underground tunnel or whatever with the cab.
3: Right, 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 right. Okay, so the Satin Prince is performing uh, tomorrow evening, um, which means you have a little bit of time to prepare tonight, and then you can get an actual proper rest, which is something you are all uh, in in pretty dire yeah. need of, given that you slept in the weird mall, <laughs> the, like the shit shed in the mall. Yeah. Um, so the Satin Prince is performing his final show. You missed t- this evening show, uh, but his final show um, tomorrow night uh, the good news is um, there is he is uh, he has a reputation um, for uh, clubbing after his shows are done. He's very meticulous about uh, he's like a almost like a monk before his shows, um, just to make sure that he's got full performance energy. If you've watched that like kind of like incredibly sad Lady Gaga documentary where just like she finishes a show and she like stumbles into a room so they can inject her with like fluids so that she can fucking rehydrate. Like, it's that kind of shit. he's, he's truly is a very, very focused artist. Um, however, as soon as uh, his tour is done in a particular place, he wants to sample the best of the city and the best it has to offer. So your best chance to get him, uh, or to at least find him, uh, is to um, get him at one of these after parties uh, somewhere in the city. Now, the catch is... None of you know Montreal nightlife at all. Um, Iris, even if you'd come to Montreal, I very much doubt that you'd be out clubbing. Um, And obviously, Ridley and and Everett, this isn't your jam. Um, TJ Malone is also unfortunately completely useless at this um, because obviously he runs a bar. So he's up all night um, and knows nothing of it. Uh, So Everett, you begin to search the internet just kind of for the club scene. Uh, Sorry, you've got a a fingy up there, sir.
4: Nathan Dinkeldorf is a cab driver in the city of Montreal. Mm-hmm. Probably takes people to and from major hotspots at night.
3: Very good call. All right. you know what just just for using your connections, I'll bump you up one. So you call the uh, the newly founded uh, Dinkeldorf cab company. Uh he's busy getting everything up and running. Uh mm. there's uh, there's a lot to do to start a cab company in the year of our Lord <laughs> 2019, <laughs> which I believe is the year this is still set in. I can't remember when we started the show, time is a flat circle. But regardless, uh starting a cab company now, adorable. Um but uh yeah, he's uh, he's rushing around doing that. Um yeah. But uh, that said, he is able to point you in the right direction. And basically, uh, what he says is that, yeah, he drops people off at clubs all the time. Part of the problem with being a cab driver and not like a, an Uber XL driver is he's not necessarily going to the highest end clubs, but he is dropping hopefuls off. Um, and he says uh, that basically, um, he can tell you like where all the clubs are, but he's like, listen, if you want the real scoop, though, you, you got to talk to Dedrick.
4: Listen to season one now by typing Sorry about the murder into your favorite podcast app.
3: Ah, but Hey everybody, Tom McGee here, your friendly neighborhood DM, and I just wanted to thank you so much for listening to our shows. I hope you're having a great time. Obviously we are. I'm probably really stressed because they're, they're probably doing something horrible to me right now. But uh, I hope you're enjoying it, and uh, we're enjoying you being here. And listen, if you want to get a little bit more involved uh, in our show and with the various things we do, you can check out
1: patreon.com slash dumdumdice where
3: you can find more information about how you can become a part of the show, how you can screw with me on air, how you can add names and all that sort of stuff. And it's a great way to support us in our ongoing dumb adventures. So thanks very much for joining us, and I will see you out there in the Dumbverse. He runs this crazy blog. Uh, It's it's called uh, Deadheads. Uh, He thinks he has fans that call themselves Deadheads. He, he, He doesn't. But I hear people talking about it all the time. For a while, I had one of those stupid tablets built into, into the seat of my cab, and uh, people were on his blog all the time. But uh, yeah, Dedrick, uh Janssen, he's uh, he's a strange dude, but uh, you know he's um, he's the most connected club guy in in Montreal. If if it's a nightclub, he knows it, and if it's a nightclub that a celebrity will be at, chances are uh, he'll be he'll be your hookup. And then he kind of leans in conspiratorially and he's like. I've also heard he might be, uh, you know, like you. Well, that's just great. Thanks. Isn't it? Okay. Uh, honk honk. I'm thinking of making that my catchphrase. Do you like honk, it? Honk honk? Yeah. I just end phone calls with a honk honk. Cause that's what people think of when they think of taxis, right?
4: Who are you, who are you talking to over there? I'm talking to, uh, Nathan. Uh, I think you should workshop it. I think it's a good starting point, but I, I think you can top it.
3: Oh, okay. All right. As, as my key investor, I'll, I'll yield to your, your
4: knowledge. Oh man. I, I spent an hour on that. Okay. Wait, okay. That's wait. The, is the, is the he, is
1: he workshopping something with you? Uh, n-
4: not really. He just asked me a, a, my opinion on something. I mean, hey, Oh, give me the phone. Give me the phone, please. Okay. Hey,
1: Nathan. <laughs> I feel like i have given de- him the phone from the sounds. <laughs> of what he's doing. Uh,
3: oh, uh, uh, hi, Mr. Beef.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't need to ask for marketing advice from the Seven Detective. It, he doesn't know the market. You got. You know your market. You've got to do that. What we need is for you to get really tinted windows on the side and the back of the cab. So you know, whatever the fines are, that's what we'll fucking you pay for. That's what we're here for. But you know the marketing. Whatever you want to do, do it. Don't. Don't. We're not a Taxi cab company for coppers you know i don't know what he thinks and he doesn't even fucking know okay well um thank you that's very helpful in that case
3: uh you know how could i not take advice from a man named ridley beef uh in that case uh honk honk mr beef i'll catch you soon and then he hangs up oh
1: fuck were you saying no to honk honk because that's fucking awful
4: <laughs> I, I i was suggesting he could I don't know. Do a little better. Yeah. Ah, fuck. All right. Maybe we can get him to switch it into Latin or something. I don't think that's going to (laughs) help. My Latin's not great, but I don't think Honk Honk is going to really translate into something fantastic. It sounds. If we do it Latin, it'll probably
1: sound like something from Harry Potter. You know, I saw those fucking movies. Total wank. (laughs) Harry Potter is a wank. Oh. Total. Look at us. Where the fucking wizards at? I don't see no fucking school of magic. I got a fucking invite. I'm fucking smart. Well,
4: I mean, hey, we didn't know vampires existed until just recently. So I don't know. Maybe don't write off wizards yet. In the background, Iris is just like <laughs> cutting up a lumberjack shirt
3: with just a complete <laughs> look of like disgust on her face. Um, excellent. Okay. So, um, so, yes, you discover uh, from your success and from using uh, the Dinkeldorf network. Um, uh, you discover uh, that, A, you should be checking out deadheads.org. Uh, at um, the dot .org, eh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's affordable. Um, you discover that the Satin Prince is final show will be tomorrow. Um, and I think you got three successes, right? So I will give you one more. Um, what's one other thing you think Everett would want to know? Um,
4: in regards to the Satin Prince, uh, do I or, know? Like- or at that, uh, actually, sorry, I should
3: say either the Satin Prince or now that you've got Dederick's name, it could also be about Dederick.
4: Maybe then about Dederick just to help track him down. Um, yeah. Cool. So,
3: um, Dederick's, uh, uh, website is actually pretty nice, uh, as websites go, it's, uh, it's clearly uh, a professional design, um, and uh, you can see a, um, a variety of clubs. And honestly, like, I think I, I can speak to personal experience here because I don't know shit about nightclubs. When I see a website with fancy nightclubs, I'm like, oh, shit, that looks like a fancy nightclub. And that's kind of the vibe you get. Like, this guy does seem to know his stuff. Also, you can see from the social media thread running on the side that... You know, there's just constant retweets and comments and people asking him things. And he really, really does seem to almost be a tastemaker uh, when it comes to the club scene here in Montreal. Um, so definitely uh, a, an ally
4: worth noting. Um, is his you... social media, because of the shows that are ongoing right now and the next one tonight, is there anything talking about the Satin Prince like on his social media timeline or anything? Yeah, there. so you can definitely see um, he seems to be
3: uh, – the tone is very, um, uh, almost, um, like, a, a smarter version of Perez Hilton. So, like, a lot of kind of, like, you can tell he's building hype, basically. Being like, uh, it's a lot of, like, oh, Satin Prince is in town. Uh, you know, he's got a famous reputation. Looks like one nightclub's going to be very popular. If only there was someone who knew. Winky face. Um, like, uh, hashtag Unite. Hashtag uh, Janssen knows. Hashtag
4: smash other, ha- like, other, other hashtags that no et cetera,
3: one's using. yeah yeah, yeah etc hashtags um so uh but yeah it, it like f- you can get the sense that he clearly knows where this guy is going to be he's just building hype and um i think to some extent you almost uh, appreciate the way he's leaving crumbs for this thing like he's clearly bumping business to several nightclubs while also not giving anything away um <laughs> And based on the retweets and everything else coming off his site, you can see that if he says, like, I don't know, maybe he'll be at this place, people just book it there. It's the classic paparazzi thing. Like He's not even going to be there till tomorrow, but people are going and kind of staking the place out and and all that sort of stuff. So it seems like a very well-connected guy. Um, That said, uh, you don't get much of a sense of him beyond the influencer thing. There doesn't seem to be any personality, aside from, like, these truly heinous hashtags and um, a lot of kind of retweeting and everything else. But... There's not a lot of him on his site, if that makes any sense.
4: Yeah, it's like a brand more than a personal account. That's kind of what you're getting. Yeah. 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 Okay.
3: Uh, also, that this might just be his whole life. Like, you're not you're not entirely sure, but yeah, definitely feels feels like someone who who spends a lot of their time doing this, and admittedly has something to show for it, but this is like a full time party guy. Okay. Um, Iris, having just completed your, your makeover into Lurleen, uh, what do you think is the first thing you do in Malone's?
0: Um, I probably, I probably just check in with the guys to see if I look any different because I mean, as much as this feels strange for me, I need to make sure that this guy's works, so probably testing it out on people at the bar. And okay, the guys and you—you
3: you get a bunch of people um, just kind of be like, Lurleen, you're back! Oh, we we, we heard—we heard you moved to Oshawa. Oh, did you not like it in Oshawa? No. Ah, <laughs> that's the classic terse Lurleen we know and love. Hey, um, Lurlene, uh, it seems like. TJ has finally gotten over his uh, hatred of karaoke nights. Uh, you going to sing one of your famous uh, karaoke songs? No. Ah, <laughs> that's classic Lurleen. <laughs> All right, honey. Uh, look, I'm going to take a bud. He's going to take a bud light. Um, and uh, let's get a, a, a couple of uh, scotch on the rocks for the ladies at that table over there. And he points to a table um, with uh, two ladies who are clearly drinking wine.
0: I just turn to walk
3: away. Ah, classic Lurleen. But she always remembers our orders, and I'm confident she'll return. <laughs> they had a disappointing evening. Did. Um did. <laughs> cool. So uh, the three of you meet back up. Um, Iris, you're, you're convinced the, the disguise is good enough, uh, at least for now, um, in the short term. Uh, as long as you don't go back to your place, you'll probably be all right. Although, you know, you're, you're going to have a very worried concierge. It's just going to be so, so upset that you're not, you're not around. Um, what is, uh, what do you think the plan is? You've got a few more hours tonight. Um, I will say that I'm not really going to let you go anywhere too far from home base, only because you guys are still in pretty fucking bad shape. Um, so this is kind of a, like, is there anything local you want to do, or is it uh, time to bed down for the day? Um, I want to check on Harvey. Mm. So, um, you, uh, you go downstairs, uh, you guys put him in the Martha box, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, so, um, he is, uh, he's out cold, um, cradling, uh, the now kind of desiccated arm, um, from, uh, Billy Mays that he has, uh, just like been, been working on for a bit. Um, however, uh... Everett, you also noticed that he seems to have coughed up a bunch of blood on himself, um, which would suggest that he uh, isn't a um. What the hell's the term for you? Specific? It was not a diabolical. Yeah,
1: yeah,
3: he doesn't seem like he's a blood leech. Like this, this didn't seem to go go well for him.
1: All right, so I think you didn't realize, but over your shoulder, there's just, like, Ridley, who's just, like, awkwardly doing that, like, rub the back of your neck when you don't know what to say thing, and he's like...
4: Oh, your neck. Okay, I was like, get the fuck off me.
1: Yeah, He's doing both of you, one (laughs) arm on him and one arm on you, just like, you know what, now we're dead, so we just got to be in this together. So, awkward conversation. He's going to need to eat when he wakes up, or he's going to eat somebody in a bar who don't deserve it. So... You know him best. I'm also a dead now, so I've got to be a part of this. What do we feed him? We're going to go after, go out and get him. And we know you need to probably eat tomorrow if there's going to be an adventure. Iris, you probably need to eat right tomorrow before yeah. we go out.
0: That'd be nice.
1: Okay, we need someone for everyone. Do we want to go out? You know, pop to the store, get a nice person, bring him back, make him sleep for a bit, tied up
4: and gagged, and drink him in the evening. Why don't uh, we think a long-term solution? How about uh, once we rescue the boys, we set up a sort of blood donation system. There's enough of them that they don't need to drain themselves much and it'll keep everybody pretty well fed around here. Well, you see, I can't eat them because they're good people. What do you mean, good people? They're, they're criminals.
1: Yeah, that do not matter. Oh, they they look- okay. They look after their community, they care about people I care about, and they only hurt people who's in their game. They're good people.
4: You attacked someone at a grocery store.
1: Yeah, I, I, I fucking, I could eat myself,
4: but it doesn't make any sense. I don't understand that response, Ridley. You attacked someone at a grocery store. It seems like it doesn't matter whether they're good or not.
1: Well, that wasn't on purpose. You remember when you almost ate that fucking lady we were talking about in a bedroom and then I had a fucking hypnotizer. You want to pretend you're fucking perfect? I don't pretend I'm
4: perfect. I kind Me of neither. I just view. can't I eat my eat fucking them. boys. Not even if they're not being eaten. They're giving you a little bit of blood.
1: No, I fucking would throw up everywhere. You know, it'd be like, well, you, you, can't, you can't eat certain people because you and I are from the same any, clan. Like,
3: any, anyone. He can only eat vampires.
1: I I, 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 have we talked about this? Because I think I've just seen you eat vampires, but I would probably just assume you ate people elsewhere
4: unless you've told me. I have not told anyone. Oh, damn. Because it seems like it's a taboo based on what Ellen's telling me. So, Ellen fugues. So, yep. I I can't. <laughs>
1: so, now, who, <laughs> who, who the fuck can't you eat?
4: Uh, Iris, I
1: feel like this is
3: of interest to you as well because everyone's been playing the morality game lately and you've kind of got a bit off the deep end on the murder train, so...
0: I'm sitting with my legs crossed in a corner <laughs> sipping some tea,
3: <laughs> and then like trying not to throw up the tea, and then sipping the tea.
0: This is juicy. I'm I'm in, I'm like, who? How's this gonna happen?
3: Yeah, uh, DJ's like, uh, honestly, I, I, I uh, what, I, this is.
0: It's their first marital squabble. They'll get over it. They'll oh, that it. That's,
3: first. That's adorable. <laughs> I remember my first.
0: I mean, well, now you have a kid, so I mean, it's a little bit higher. Oh,
3: see, <laughs> yeah, you, you have an anchor, Harvey. Yeah. Uh
1: All right, oh. sorry. Carry on. <laughs> Where were we? Um,
0: yeah, so
3: like, who
1: can't you eat? We all can't eat someone. It's part of being a, 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 a vent, venti.
4: I don't know what the fuck they called us. I don't think I can eat innocent people. I don't so we got I the can. same one. Well. Yeah. Okay. Well, I way. guess yeah. how, how fucking guilty did sounds- I have
1: to be? Because everyone does some shit. Are we talking like Catholic rules, which is like I ate fish on a Friday? We're like, eat his
4: fucking ass. So what's Look, the what's the limit? Ridley, I don't know. All right, this is all real new to me, and I, as far as I can tell, just like before with real food, I guess it's just up to our personal tastes.
1: Oh, I haven't found that to be true at all. It's like a fucking hard line. That's what they told me. You'll know. It makes you fucking sick or it don't. You can actually
4: smell it on people if you get fucking close. I just I don't know, Ridley. I don't have an answer for you. I haven't figured that part of being a kindred out, I guess.
3: Uh Everett all right, can you so- Please roll me. Uh, as, as much as I would like this to be a pure improv challenge, uh, these dice got to get rolled at some point. Um, I'm going to say that is a... Um, where the fuck? Uh, yeah, probably a subterfuge. Subterfuge? Yeah.
4: What social attribute do you want
3: for that? Um, I think manipulation. <laughs> or, or actually, uh, no, I'd give you composure.
4: Because I think composure?
3: the, the okay. nature of this lie is such that if you can keep it together, because you're not like trying to actively convince them of anything, you're just trying to keep a, a straight poker face. Let's hope it's better than your investigation. It is not. Uh, one success. All right. Um, Ryan, can you roll me, please, A um, an awareness and. Um, Maybe a resolve? Cool. I
0: also have, like, like, no idea what they're talking about because everyone smells yummy to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have two successes. Both are tens. One is on a hunger diet.
2: Messy Messy successy! Yay!
4: (laughs) You're fucking
1: lying!
2: (laughs) You attack me. (laughs) This episode of Blood and CERN features the voices of Ryan LaPlante, at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt, at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles, at Maggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee, at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Dumb Dumbs and Dice logos are done by Decapitated Markers, at Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now, by Chase Allen Willis, and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazz Art. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also buy merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night.
1: Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time: Christian Menicola, Long Long, the Half Blind Prophet, James Quayar, DM Rob, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Anthony Griffin, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at Patreon.com/slash dum dum dice thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you
0: the fable and folly network where fiction producers flourish